Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply serving a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, update those old floors with one color engineered hardwood for only $2.99 a square foot. Head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. And uh, momentarily, we'll head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Uh, the patio is open for all ages at the River Cree from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Watch the game on the biggest screen in the city while enjoying daily drink specials and an upscale casual menu. The River Cree Resort and Casino. The province is back up and at them. The River Cree Resort and Casino is back up and at them. Excitement. Bet on it. All right, our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Special thanks to Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Uh, Brian Lawton had a personal commitment to attend today, and Louis has been kind enough to uh, jump aboard and join us here on Oilers Now. Louis, how you doing? Doing well today, Bob. How are you? Good. Let's get right to it. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. Eight-year deal, $5.125 million. Go for it. The floor is yours. Yeah, you know what? I think it's a, a tremendous deal for both sides. I really do. I, you know, to be honest with you, didn't expect when you and I started having these conversations quite a while ago about what the deal was going to entail, what it was going to be. I think it's a win-win situation for both sides. I think it's a long-term deal in Edmonton that Ryan Nugent Hopkins obviously wanted, and that was the most important thing for him. And you know what? For the Edmonton Oilers, they're getting a a great player at a very good price point, in my opinion. I I think it's a win-win. I think he could have got more on the open market. I truly believe that. But there's no question that he wanted to stay in Edmonton. And for for Edmonton fans, that's a great sign. I mean, Nuge is a really loved player here in Edmonton. He's the longest tenured player in the organization right now, and he gets an extended eight-year contract. I think it's fantastic. I really do. You don't see that too often nowadays where players, you know, their first kick at the can to really go out there and test the free agency, potentially go wherever they want to go in the league. Um, but you know what? He wanted to stay here. He had great words to say that he feels they're building in the right direction, which I agree with him. And He's part of that. He's a big part of that. So I think I think it's a good situation and uh, happy to see him back in Oilers uniform for, for eight years. Bottom line, Louis, this deal doesn't happen if first and foremost Nugent Hopkins doesn't want it to happen. Agreed? 100%. 100%. We, we've talked about this all along. And listen, you know, you know, it's, it's a responsibility of every player's agent to try and get them the most money they can get. 
you know, that's their job. That's what they're trying to do. So they're always going to try and test the market. They're going to push it as far as they can. And for the general manager, Ken Holland, in this case, he's always trying to get a deal that's the best for his organization. Obviously, um, they wanted to deal with this quickly, which also shows a sign from both sides. There was a respect factor there from Ken Holland's perspective. He knew this was the number one check mark that he had to take care of in this offseason. He had to go to work and get this done because if he doesn't, as we've talked in the past, you have to find someone to fill that hole. And that is not an easy hole to fill at all. And at 5.125, whatever the deal exactly breaks down to, I believe that's the number, then you know what? That, that's a, a great signing for a player that can play center, can play wing. He's done both with both McDavid and Dreisaitl. And when he wants to load the top lineup, you have to have that stopgap, somebody that can step in there and hold that second line officially. Ryan Nugent Hopkins can do that. So he's a very versatile player, not to mention all the other things that he does on the ice, the penalty kill, the power play. And he's a light guy in the room. And you know what? That goes a long, long way. So from both sides, I think they have to feel very happy about this. And uh, you know what? This is the start of the process. And you and I have talked about this. When you can start to get cap-friendly deals and great players and good players under those contracts, that's when you start to really dig in and make strides. And that's going to be the, the game plan for Ken Holland and the Oilers organization. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins, in my opinion, was the number one thing they had to deal with. It's done. Louie, I look at this, and it's not my idea, but uh, and we're going to actually have him on on, on Friday uh, from Puckpedia. Hart uh, Levine put out, you know, maybe the way to look at this deal is the first five years. I mean, don't look at the actual breakdown on the deal, but the way to look at the deal would be first five years, six million bucks a year. Final three years, you know, three and a half, three point seven five million a year. That might be a way to look at it because some people would say, Louis, is this too long of a contract? Are you concerned about the term length on Nugent Hopkins? So, what, what would your response be to that on that? Well, you know what? There's always a, a risk when you sign a long-term contract as this. But to me, he's 28 years old. I mean, this kid's played 10 years in the league already. He's not a kid anymore. I, don't, I shouldn't call him a kid. But listen, he's 28. He's played 10 years in the National Hockey League. You know exactly what you're going to get from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And listen, this year he was on pace for another 20-goal season, 25 range. He had 60-plus points in the previous two years, which I think is more the norm for him right now. And, of course, there's always the ability to have a really good year and just kind of – find more later in your career. I think there's a there's a comfort level there with having a long-term deal for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I, I don't care what anybody says. When you're dealing with the negotiations and you're trying to play and it's continually being talked about, you feel that. You, you are under the microscope even more than you normally are in a Canadian market, and you feel that. It's done. He can just concentrate on getting himself ready to come into camp. He's excited to be back. He knows exactly where he's going to slot in. He understands his role. There's only positives there. Now, the term you talk about, he's 28. He'll be 36 at the end of this deal. That is not that old anymore in the National Hockey League. Uh, that is, you know, for him, a guy that is always in great shape, keeps himself in good shape, comes in, you know, doesn't play an ultra-physical game, plays a smooth game, a cerebral game. Listen, I don't see why he can't play out the whole eight years if that's the case. And if that's the case, that's a tremendous deal because you're getting a serviceable, great player at you know a very good price point for eight years. But um, 
I, you know, I, I'm not concerned with it. Sometimes when you see these deals, you do get concerned about it with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm not. I don't think he's going anywhere as far as health or as far as his game. I honestly believe you're going to see an uptick. I really do. I think you're going to see a guy come in, be very comfortable, and just that comfort's going to lead to him playing a, a little freer game maybe and understanding that he's there for a long period of time. It's the business part of it is done, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does because I do believe he can certainly break the 70 point barrier there's no question why he can't break the 80 point barrier he had almost a point per game player two years ago you know so for me this this year the pandemic year I, I i've said this many times before some players excelled in it some players didn't for whatever case for whatever reason I think it's a clean slate starting a full regular season. I really do. And especially being back at the right time frame when you're used to going to training camp, it's only going to be delayed by what, a week or two potentially. Uh, I just think it's a, it's a fresh start. So I'm kind of looking forward to see what happens this year, but I like what he said in his press conference, the fact that he feels they're building in the right direction. They've been a playoff team two years in a row for the first time in a long time. And they're looking to move forward on that. Now, not only just be a playoff team, but be a team that really competes in the playoffs and tries to win the cup. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, Louis DeBrus, Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. It is currently 1243 in Edmonton. So, Louis, does Edmonton need a second left wing or a third line center more? Which of those two positions? And, and we should preface this by saying there's more options available in free agency at left wing than there is at uh, 3C. Yeah, you know, I'm going to tell you it's even. I'm going to say they're both priorities. So I really do. I think that, you know, you can't really emphasize one or the other more. I would, If I was going to lean in one direction, I'd say a left winger because it's something we've talked about a lot. And you've got two of the best centermen in the National Hockey League. You're trying to bolster their flanks so that they can be the most efficient they can be. They have three centermen. You know, that's the other great thing about Ryan Nugent is that we've talked about, but we never talk about that much. If their winger depth gets even better, why won't we see down the road where they go McDavid, Bryce, Seidel, Ryan Nugent Hopkins as their top three centermen? And to have the flanks filled with good young players, prospects you picked up, um, signees in the offseason, trades you've made where you bolster the wingers around those three centermen, now you're really talking. You don't have you don't have a need for a third-line centerman anymore. And everybody's going to get their cookies. They're going to play on their power play, one of the best, the best in the National Hockey League when it's firing on all cylinders, which we've seen, and it should be the best in the league. And I don't think it's going anywhere in that regard. So you can keep people happy in that regard, especially offensive players that need to touch the puck, need to have that time, need to feel that. You can give them that on the power play. They can get their cookies, and then you go to work five on five, which is so much the game now. Um, that just it just it really does create a lot of depth and flexibility. That's something Ken Holland talked about, which. You can never have too much of that. You can just never have too much flexibility to be able to shuffle things around. And if you look around the league, the teams that are playing right now, the last two, they've had to shuffle lines, switch things up, put different guys in different situations. All the best teams do it. And Edmonton's going to be no different down the road. They're going to have to be versatile. They're going to have to be adjustable. And when you find some mixes that really work, you keep it together for as long as it's working. Well, here's a scenario for you. So let's just say, you know, you're going to play McDavid and Dreisaitl primarily at center, Nugent Hopkins primarily on left wing. Let's say you can't get a third-line center in the 3 to $4.5 million range. Can you get a right-shot center at a million bucks and sort of alternate between McLeod and that right-shot center uh, in the 3-4 hole, but then rotate McDavid once a period, Dreisaitl once a period, and Nugent Hopkins wants a period through there, if need be, if you're not going and not getting the sort of consistency you need out of the 3 and 4 C, or is that too demanding on those top three players? 
question. Over an 82-game schedule, I think you can do that in situations. Obviously, the closer you are in games, the more games you're ahead in the game. Where you're not chasing the game, you have the luxury of backing that off a bit and protecting and you know rolling your lines. And that's what every coach wants to do. They want to be able to roll their lines. They want to be able to dish that ice time out and keep it even. And I don't want to say rest their top players, but manage their top players. Because the top players are going to play as much as you want them to play. They're never going to say no. They're going to jump right. over the boards every single time you put them up. And it does get daunting over an 82-game season, and it certainly gets daunting in the playoffs. We saw that against Winnipeg. So, you know, here's the thing. Um, the deeper you are, the better it is. Uh, I agree with you. He has the flexibility, Dave Tippett, to shuffle that up, which he's done. He's never been afraid to do that. And I do believe that, you know, we all talk about it. We sit here and say, listen, we want to see consistent lines, dig in, you know, kind of really get some traction going. But that's just not the NHL anymore. It's just not the way it goes. Every single game, every single situation, it is different. The opponent you're going up against each night is different. So you have to adjust and you have to make adjustments on the fly. And the coaches today that are making those adjustments to me, um, you can overboard it, no question. You can do it too much, and it can certainly confuse your bench a bit. But I think that if you keep that you know, manage that also to a degree. You have to do it, but do it to a point where the players are comfortable with it, they understand it, and by halfway through the season, three-quarters through the season, building down the stretch, they're all comfortable and understand what's going to happen when it happens, and they just go into autopilot. And we saw that throughout the last two years. I, I just think there was guys that when you got into the last two, three minutes of play, you knew exactly who was going to be on the ice. You knew exactly what jobs guys were going to do. And it was a team that was good enough to get into the playoffs two years in a row. And I'm going to keep emphasizing that because that's the first step. The first step is becoming a team that's challenging to make the playoffs every single year. I do believe the Oilers are there. They have the nucleus to do that. Now the next step is let's do some damage. You know, let's get in there and make sure we're doing some damage. And there's been some hard lessons that have been learned. There's no question about that. Every team has to go through it. Very rarely do you see see a team just walk in and, you know, light up the playoffs. And let's go back to the dynasty that was the Oilers in the 80s. It took them five years to win their first Stanley Cup with all those great players. Okay. So, and I always go back to that because when I first came to Edmonton, that was the message. It was like, listen, we were in a rebuilding stage and we knew we were going to struggle. We knew we weren't going to be a very good team. And obviously we were never going to be a team like they had in the dynasty because they were the best players that ever played the game. But it, it, I, that always stuck with me. It always stuck with yep. me that even that great group of players, and I think the best group of players that have ever been assembled on a team ever in the history of the game. And I'll argue that with anybody. We all have our opinions. That's my opinion. It took them five years to win that first Stanley Cup, and it took them some hard losses, too. And I mean some really hard losses. But they learned, and then they won five Stanley Cups. So, you know what? They probably could have won seven. <laughs> Honestly, like when you look at it, they could have easily won seven, but uh, they so did win five. Yeah. And uh, I do believe, you know, and I know we kind of we like to draw comparisons from the past, and rightfully so in this situation because you've got some – special players that just don't come around too often and you want to you want to maximize that you want to capitalize on that right well we'll see i mean i, I think we know they're going to spend on at least one more left wing we'll see what happens with center i mean you could theoretically again you could go mcdavid dry settle slide nugent hopkins in there once in a while ryan mcleod maybe as a 4c uh what about what about the two he could easily, you know, you don't know. Like That was his first taste. He might come back this year, and he might even impress even more. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's probably going to go in. Obviously, he is going to go into the offseason. He knows exactly what he needs to work on, get stronger, harder, faster, whatever. And he's going to come in with a little more confidence 
there's some options there that might yeah. surprise. So, you know, Jujar, you, that's always assume, what you're looking for. You're yeah, always looking for that. Well, Jujar Kara, I think he'll probably get qualified. Uh, and then, you know, I, I've mentioned this player in the past. If you want a fourth-line right-shot center that's exceeded numbers in every form of analytics the last three seasons, he's playing down in Calgary, and he's a free agent this year, and that's Derek Ryan. So uh, there are – I just don't think there's a 3C out there in the 3 to $4.5 million range you can just go pluck. But if they can make it happen by a trade, that's another conversation. On defense, Louis. We assume that Larson was going to get. I think Larson's going to get done. But let, let me ask you this: Can you have Tyson Berry and Larson both here at the right price point? For sure, you can. You know, it'll be difficult, but no question. Uh, I don't see why you couldn't. I mean, you know, I know it's kind of the common belief that that for me anyway. I get the sense that people think that Tyson Berry is just done here, and I, I don't necessarily feel that way. I, you know, listen, it, it's contract negotiation. He's earned the right to go out there and test the market. There's no question that he for sure liked it here, and why not? He's on the best power play in the league, and that's you know that's his language. <laughs> that's perfect for him. So I could see why he'd want to stick around too. But, you know, listen, every player has to make that decision. No different than we just talked about Ryan Nugent Hopkins staying here, wanting to stay here, and grinding out a deal that both sides could be happy with. Uh, I, I see the same with Tyson Berry. It's going to really come down to what types of offers he's going to get. He's going to test the market. He's going to feel out there. But, you know, how much money is there, there to spend? Housekeeping, you know, the expansion draft. There's a lot of things happening this summer. So, he, I mean, listen, Tyson Berry, he had a couple, if you want to call them off years, so be it. For the most part in his career, what you saw this year is what you get. That's what he does. I mean, he just does it. Like he, you, It's not a fluke. This isn't just a guy that came in and let all defense and scoring. You're like, oh, my God, I'm shocked. It's like, yeah, that's what he can do. So those guys don't, you know, aren't very common either. So you have to keep that into consideration. But they also have some young up-and-comers. They have an Evan Bouchard who certainly needs to get tested and needs to get some time and needs to be able to step in there and see exactly what you have in a young player that I think now it's time to give him that opportunity to see, hey, what do we have here? You know, what do we have here as a player and how far can he go with that? There's no question he can quarterback a power play. So you can have an offensive-minded defenseman like a Tyson Berry, and I'm not saying necessarily as good as Tyson Berry right away. We'll see what happens there if that happens, but it's an entry-level deal. It saves you money to spend somewhere else. And that's that's what Ken Holland's going to be shuffling around in his mind right now and trying to build. I mean, this is just how it works. And unfortunately, it's not because Tyson Berry didn't come in here and do the job. It's because they have some young players that are pushing now. And who knows? You know, is Broberg going to step in? Is he going to be potentially a guy that's going to see some time in the NHL this year? There's, there's some certain different options that you have to always kind of keep in the equation. But at the same time, if you can get a deal done for a good number, I don't see why you couldn't have both of them back. All right. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum, I would say at this stage, it appears as though it, it's going to be unlikely that he, he returns to play. Okay, they're, they're going to need to replace him. Now, I, I don't want to say I, I, I'm picking up, like, here's the thing. I like Jamie Alexiak. I think Dallas is going to sign him. Uh, I got time for Jake McCabe. He's an American. There is a player out there with a connection to Nugent Hopkins and Jake DeBrus, represented by the same agency, uh, that was a second overall pick that is a pretty steady left-shot defenseman that might be right in the wheelhouse financially of what the Oilers can afford. Ryan Murray. What do you think of him? Yeah, you know what? He's For me, he's a really sound player. And I know he's suffered a lot of injuries throughout his career, and it's it's kind of been like... Just a real tough grind for him. But there's no question, excuse me, 
he was a top two pick in the NHL draft for a reason. I mean, there's certainly a player there and, and, and a good human being as well. I, I just, yes, my answer is yes. That is certainly a player that I think, and he's kind of one of those players too, that with a little change of scenery, uh, maybe on a couple of year deal, just to kind of establish himself, step in, there could be a huge upside there for him. There could be a huge upside for him. He was certainly playing behind some very, very good defensemen in Columbus. So, I mean, he had a he had a role, he had a situation that he was playing in Columbus. I'll tell you what, I, that, that's, a, that's a gamble I would certainly take, 100%. I've always liked the player. I've liked the person. And at a good price point, he'd be an excellent left-handed shot defenseman to step in there. And you could start him in your bottom pairing, potentially bottom four, but who knows where he ends up. You know, with injuries, he could have a, a much bigger role and a guy that certainly can do that. Louis, always appreciate your time. Thanks for pinch hitting today, and uh, we'll hook up next week. All right, take care, Bob. You bet. That's Louis DeBrusque, our Oilers now headliner. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Some guests in Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 99th Roos Chris opened on 99.90 Jasper Avenue. And speaking of open, open Wednesday through Sunday. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From 5 until 10 p.m. We'll take a quick timeout. Uh, get to a couple texts when we return on orders now. It's 12.55 in Edmonton. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shack. Just a great kind of deal with over the last several years. I hope, I hope he's able to extend his career. Uh, no guarantee of that. And the bottom line is quality of life supersedes playing, if that's ultimately the decision that Oscar Clefbaum has to make. I have no inside knowledge at this time. It's 12.57 in Edmonton. I will tell you, if you're a big-time golfer, if you're looking for a great VIP golf trip, New West Travel has a four-day golf getaway in September in the spectacular mountains at Whistler, B.C. This package includes airfare and a private West Jet charter, complimentary open bar meals, three nights in a Deluxe Suite Hotel, four rounds of five-star golfing in the coastal mountains, as well as a New West Travel Golf Tournament with prizes. All transfers can book now and get a free upgrade to a one-bedroom suite. To book your tea time, call New West Travel or go online. 
at newwesttravel.com. Uh, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you, 1257 in Edmonton. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Uh, this one comes in from Wes. Bob, the Oilers need to let go of Juju Arcara. He's more like an AHL player. He's too slow and makes too many mistakes handling the puck. Uh, I, I'm always, I, I will tell you this, I, I'm certainly not a doctor, and I don't play one on radio. But when you work in a university of, uh, athletics department for eight years, and, you know, you have a affinity for Southeastern Conference football, like Dr. Marty Morazic, who's a concussion specialist, maybe you can learn a little along the way. And the one thing I will tell you is when you see a player get concussed or the after effects of two what appears to be concussion or concussion-like situations, you you, can, you usually see a drop-off in a player's performance for a short time period, and then the player kind of rebuilds uh, some confidence. It's, it's, I wouldn't necessarily write Jujar Kerr off. I, I realize that he didn't play much in Game 4 in overtime against the Winnipeg Jets uh, as the Oilers concluded their season, but he does have a little bit of size. He'd certainly get an NHL contract. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's no question he'd get a one-way deal. Uh, he is a restricted free agent. Um I think I'd bring him back if it was me. I just, he can play center. The orders, you know, between tourists or potentially signing another right shot center, if they had uh, Jujar in the lineup, Ryan McLeod, uh, they could have, you know, Nugent Hopkins, obviously, McDavid and Dreisaitl, they could have six different options at center and have some flexibility in that regard. So, I, I Wes, I respectfully disagree. Uh, Bob, I wonder if... A trade of Russell or Archibald for Kapanen is viable. I know Burke likes both Archibald and Russell, and then we can protect Benson. After thought, I'd keep Cassian uh, and maybe get a spark plug line mate like Jordan Martinuk. Hmm. I had somebody reach out to me on Jordan Martinuk. Uh, not in hockey operations. Might have time for him. So fourth line winger. Think he can play? Not sure what the price point's going to be. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, he spent the last 16 months as uh, Post Media's Edmonton-based expert on the pandemic. Is he still going to be in that role? Oh, yeah, and he's got the call to hockey as well. David Staples coming up. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.